0: tuned in to the 49ers rush podcast and here is your host john chapman all right 49ers fans this one was rough the 49ers lose to a terrible team the new york giants beat us 27 to 23 at home came down to the last second and we come up short i hate to say it uh Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> we're going to cover a lot on this episode, but I, I just want to be really honest and upfront with you. Our defensive coordinator, he, he turds it again. He lays the goose egg. Uh, absolutely awful. I don't understand this game plan whatsoever. Robert Sale has got to go. Um, I, I've been very adamant about my dislike for his scheme and constant blown coverages, missed assignments uh, were neither fundamental. Nor explosive, <laughs> we don't we don't do anything right. <laughs> I don't understand how this guy is still in charge. Um, you know, I the thing is this: you know, we we have Kyle Shanahan, who's a young coach and is kind of a player's coach and very loyal, and everybody loves the atmosphere. It's there. I don't know if he's the type of guy that would make an in-season change like this. Uh, who would you bring in? Things like that. But this is awful. We are we're awful. I don't know what else to say. We, If we look at the New York Giants, okay, Eli Manning, he has been sacked 31 times before tonight. And he, the crazy thing is this, he's second in the NFL as far as most sacks. Dak Prescott has 32 sacks before tonight. Um, Eli Manning had 31. Eli Manning had a one fewer game played (laughs) and he's one sack behind him so technically he's the most sack quarterback in the NFL we touched Eli twice tonight we got one sack it was Buckner and Dakota Watson got in on a half sack and one other time we got a hand on his shoulder pad that's it and you're talking about one of the worst offensive lines in the entire NFL and we can't do anything we don't try to do anything our blitz rate is among the lowest in the entire NFL, and what I mean by blitz rate is outside of your four guys that you typically bring, your four down linemen, so if you bring more than four, then it usually counts as a blitz, but we didn't do that, we 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 tried to show pressure a few times, and then we'd bail out every time, um, we tried lots of different things, but we never really tried blitzing, we blitzed twice twice. Um, and it didn't work either times. so we just kind of gave up on it. We did a couple red dog blitzes is what they're called, where basically if the running back steps up into pass pro, then the linebacker that is assigned him in man coverage is allowed to go ahead and blitz, and that didn't work because we're playing against Saquon Barkley. One of the top two, if not the top pass catching running back, and so once we get to the very crucial fourth quarter to win the game drive malcolm smith decides (laughs) one-on-one he decides to red dog it and saquon bart got outsmarted by a rookie even though he's a six-year vet and third and 12 gave him a free first down could have ended the game on that like man we are a poorly coached defense and it is top to bottom it's defensive line Uh, You know, we still have not learned to attack half a man or a quarter of a man when we blitz. We run straight in to the middle of the chest of the offensive lineman every single time. And it's not just one or two guys doing that. It is all four of the defensive linemen at all times. Um, We have almost eliminated DeForest Buckner's swim technique that has been amazing. Uh, Nobody's play has gone up from last year to this year. The entire defensive unit has descended there's a few people that are playing extremely well Fred Warner and of course Richard Sherman Richard Sherman is just unreal how great that guy is he played incredible (laughs) run technique tackle for loss he's all over the place but here's the deal if we look at just defenses in general we are just abysmal if we look at Here's the thing. We have given up the 26th amount of points, and this is before tonight's game. This is us playing one fewer game than all the other teams in the NFL. These are the ranks where we were before tonight's game. We've given up the 26th most points. We are dead last in turnovers. We have forced five turnovers through the entire season. That is just in. Sane. It doesn't make any sense. We are dead last in sacks. We don't do that. We don't do anything right. We give up lots of points, and we never stop anybody. And on top of that, we never we don't get sacks, and we don't get pressures, and we don't get turnovers. We don't even get our hands on the ball. Pass defense, we're near the bottom in the NFL. And blown assignments, which we do all of the time, missed tackles. We are number one in the NFL. So I, I get that people are like, well, the last couple games, we haven't given up a lot of points. Look who we're playing. Look who we're playing. We have played the three worst teams besides ourselves in the entire NFL and through this stretch. We played the Cardinals, we have played the Oakland Raiders, and we played the New York Giants. And we went one and two. We went one and two. And we lost all three of those games. And when I say all three, we won the one versus Oakland, but we lost twice <laughs> to the Cardinals within a span of five weeks plus those other two, and it's just its absolutely abysmal. I really want Kyle Shanahan to get rid of this guy. He's got to go. We are not making improvements. It's just getting worse, and it's getting worse, and it is getting worse. Um, If we look over exactly what New York did, their numbers really aren't amazing, but whenever you're allowed to just sit back there with Eli Manning, who can't move, he's the least mobile quarterback in the entire NFL, Um, and never worry about anything, Uh, 277 total yards, they had 11 drives, that's fine, but again, (laughs) they could do whatever they want, zero fumbles lost, zero interceptions thrown, one sack, we got one sack, and if you look at the last drive of the game, this is what really pisses me off, let's, and (laughs) I hope you know, I'm skipping over, Nine pages of notes, and I am focusing on about half of a page tonight because I don't want to go through the whole game. I want this to be, for 49ers fans, where we are and where we're going. So I'm not going to go through and do my typical these players stock up, stock down, these are the drive summaries. Not doing that. I'm just scrapping that, whatever. Um, I want to focus on the very last drive, okay? Uh, The 10th drive of the game, you can count the 11th drive, if you want to count whenever they caught the ball right before the half on kickoff return, they never took an offensive snap, so I'm not counting it. Uh, that The time expired there. So the last drive where they got the touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard, they got the ball with 2 minutes and 46 seconds left on the, their negative 25, so meaning the, the opposite side of the 50. They had to go 75 yards, and they had one timeout, down three points. They go on a nine play, 75 yards, Touchdown drive that took up a minute and 53 seconds. And it was just awful. These are the miscues on that drive alone. Busted coverage by Exum and Malcolm Smith for 31 yards. Uh, They both bit on the underneath route, which whenever they, they've got to drive the ball 60-plus yards, why would you be jumping the underneath routes, especially if you're a safety or if you are dropping into deep, <laughs> the deep cloud coverage that Malcolm Smith was supposed to be doing? So that's one busted play. It was third down and 12. Then Malcolm Smith holds Saquon Barkley because he tries red dog blitz. Uh, he got set up by a rookie. I outsmarted by a rookie, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and your coach has got to tell you a delayed blitz on third and 12. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's just poor coaching. Um, he was out of position. Uh, I put in my notes, when Red Dog goes wrong. Um, Witherspoon then gets a pass interference penalty because he doesn't play the ball. The thing that pissed me off about this, and it, it, 49ers fans are upset because it got called, and it's a questionable call. But here's the reason why it was called. Witherspoon was in phase, and what I mean by in phase is when a cornerback can reach down and touch the hip of the wide receiver. You are determined to be in phase, and every coaching clinic you ever go to, and or film you watch, if you watch the film that is given out by the NFL on what plays we are calling, they have shown this repeatedly. If you are making contact with the wide receiver and you do not attempt to make a play at the ball, that is pass interference. So this is nothing new, and Witherspoon throws a hissy fit, and the coaching staff throws a hissy fit. They seem to be surprised by this. I don't. I get you got to try to play it up so that you get the call, but it's what it is. You got to turn around and make a play. You got to turn around and make a play, or at least try to get your head around. This is not new for Akilah Witherspoon. This is not new to this coaching staff. We saw the same thing over and over and over again with Rashard Robinson. Hey, you've got to increase your knowledge of the game to stop these ridiculous blown coverages and penalties that are going to cost you the game. You've got to change something. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result because it's just not the way that football works. Um, Then later on in that drive, Saquon Barkley gets a huge gain versus bracket coverage. And what bracket coverage is is where you basically have an inside leverage and an outside leverage defender in the passing game. Which I'm fine with that. Basically, what we were saying is look, they're going to go to Saquon here. Let's do this. So, um, the problem I have is personnel. We bracket coverage this guy with a defensive end and a linebacker that's been taking advantage of this game big time, Malcolm Smith. So, we put Marsh, Cassius Marsh is supposed to have inside leverage as a defensive end against who? (laughs) Saquon Barkley outside supposed to be Malcolm Smith Cassis march overflows on just a stem move by Saquon Barkley he cuts underneath the one time that he blitzed this drive he sent Fred Warner on a delayed blitz don't understand that but that's okay so the middle of the field was alleviated and whenever that happened we had two guys neither one of which has any business covering Saquon Barkley both on outside leverage inside wide open again Blown coverage, blown assignment, like just awful. Um, then they get the touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, it, it is what it is at that last point, but whenever you go back through the plays that got us there, it's just awful. Um, they were able to out-scheme us completely. Anytime The amount of times that they sent their blocking tight end to Richard Sermon's side – Um, Out wide and he took four steps and stopped because they understood hey Sherman doesn't travel they're not going to move him around so let's put all of our good players on the other side of the field and of course we make zero adjustments we don't make adjustments we don't try to make adjustments we don't try to mask what we're doing. We don't try, and it's funny, as soon as they put Solomon Thomas as the left defensive end, guess what they did the very first time? Naked bootleg for a first down. They put him back in on the right side later on. What do they do? Naked bootleg to the left offensive left side, get a first down. Because they understand and they watch film and they scout us. We do not self scout. We run the exact same situations over and over again, and we have the exact same personnel mistakes, but we don't coach it up. We don't coach it out of them. And because of that, these constant issues will arise over and over and over again. So whenever teams realize, okay, this is the last position the 49ers can play at close because our offense is very, very capable. Nick Mullins played pretty well despite the two interceptions. We'll get to that. The, def- the, the opposing team's offense knows here is a list of eight plays that will work against this defense because of the personnel that's in there because of their coverage rules and because of how they always bust coverage. Uh, If you ran the flood route against us over and over again, you would have so much much success against our offense. Flood route is basically um, where you attack the perimeter or the outside of the numbers or outside of the hash on the same side where you have a deep threat, a mid-range threat, and a shallow threat because we can't cover it. We don't cover it and almost all of the success is a misdirection flood route or some form of thereof and it's just it's terrible now the way that you stop those plays is with pressure where you don't allow the quarterback 4 plus seconds to throw however we are incapable because we do not know how to blitz and we do not know how to bring coverages or blitz coverages or mass coverages and it, it, we could jump back to the one of the touchdown passes for Odell Beckham we were in the wrong coverage we have Exum back there not knowing where he is supposed to be <laughs> and it, it, it you could see Akilo witherspoon who got torched all game this is nothing new um, he turns back and yells at the safety because he thought he had coverage over the top we we're on about the 25 yard line it's one on one coverage Kilo's playing press uh, man against Odell Beckham. Back-to-back plays. We do not adjust. They run the same play two times in a row. Burns is for a touchdown with ease. Safety was either out of position. He, where he was lined up, he was playing single high. There's no way he would have been where he was if it wasn't single high coverage. Maybe he lined up wrong, which is very, very possible with this defensive coordinator. Or he just, Kilo didn't know what it was, which is also very possible. So it's really difficult to understand where we were supposed to be there. Um, Now, the next touchdown pass to Odell Beckham was, again, a safety's fault. Uh, We had Jimmy Ward playing single high coverage and didn't take a step to the left or to the right. There was never one receiver that was within 10 yards of him in the end zone on third down. He was frozen solid and never moved. He never moved. Single high coverage works fine, but at some point you got to make a decision. And you got to go. They're not going to run a route where they run to where you are. You have to go cover them. It's very sad that I have to say these things. Um, I get that he is eyeing the quarterback, but the quarterback, Eli Manning, looked to the left, looked to the right, then threw to the left. You've got way too much time. You need to have some kind of pressure. And two, it doesn't matter if you're a safety. At some point, you're going to have to make a break. You can't guard grass. And that's what Jimmy Ward does. He guards grass. Um, just uh, It just sucks. Uh, the, the way that this game uh, kind of came out was pretty embarrassing. The defense, um, you know, if I'm going to say anybody – was kind of MVP of this game. I, I'd say Fred Warner. He played pretty, pretty well. Uh, no, it got to be Sherman. It's got to be Sherman. Uh, he, he was unreal. Richard Sherman's great. Uh, had a pass deflection, had a tackle for loss, two tackles for loss, three additional tackles. But the problem is they just take him out of the game, as I said. They, they put their tight end, their blocking tight end out there, and Sherman's got to guard some fat guy that's running a five-yard stop route, and we just take our best player out. But it's kind of what it is. Sorry, that I'm kind of a doubter right now. But it, our defense can play well. We just we need somebody else calling the plays. Um, we, we've got to make a change. I hope a change takes place pretty soon. I really, really do. Um, now, some good news, uh, a couple things. This week is our bye week. I'm going to be talking about the draft or draft placement. I'm going to break off. Break down the offense just a little bit next. But before I do that, this is our bye week coming up, and this is the week that we will be giving away our 49ers um, signed mini helmet from Frank Gore, the legend himself. Um, all you have to do, this was given to us courtesy of Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. Head over there game day sports memorabilia.com they have all kinds of stuff but if you want to shot at this mini helmet for free i will send it to you all you have to do is go to my twitter at jl underscore chapman jl underscore c-h-a-p-m-a-n it is my pinned tweet so follow me click on my profile and you'll see it there just retweet that that's all you got to do we will be having the drawing later this week um I will get my 10-year-old son to do the drawing. I'll put all the numbers in a hat of how many retweets we have. And then whichever number retweet that is that he draws out, that person will be winning the autographed mini uh, Frank Gordon helmet. So head over there in the next two days and do that. I'm hoping to get that done Wednesday. He is an all-star footballs humblebrack uh, this week. So they are practicing like crazy and uh, the all-star tournament is this weekend. So it's going to be a busy weekend for me, but I want to get that taken care of this week. So again, game day sports and memorabilia. Those guys are the best really appreciate all they do. So head over there now. Let's talk about offense. The offense was great. Uh Matt Brito was amazing. 17 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown and on top of that, had a receiving touchdown as well. He he was great receiving. Three catches for 31 yards on four targets uh for another touchdown. He was definitely the MVP. You could have talked about Kittle who had nine catches for 83 yards. He was he's been unreal lately. We've got to get the ball to him more. But let's talk about Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins played great. Um, All in all, he did. His stat line might not say it. 27 of 39 for 250 yards. One touchdown, two interceptions. Um, Now, both of these interceptions, neither one of which was a great pass, neither one of which should have been intercepted. Both were off tip balls. The first one was to Kendrick Bourne on a deep comeback route. He hesitated a little bit and didn't step fully into it, but Kendrick Bourne didn't fight back for the ball. This was a terrible game for Kendrick Bourne. He was terrible. Uh, Run blocking, uh, routes, uh, he he was – I don't know what the deal was with him. He had a pretty bad game, but he could have fought back for that ball and contested it a lot more. And it would have been just fine. The second one was to Marquise Goodwin, who shouldn't have been out there. He took two major hits to the head, uh, both of which looked like major concussions. I don't know. He cleared the protocol. They put him back out there. That was kind of a little shaky to me. I, I didn't like that. But uh, he was running a crossing route, and the ball was behind him a little bit, but it hit him in both hands. It was not a difficult catch whatsoever, and it was a bad route by Goodwin on top of that. It was zone coverage, and he ran himself straight out of the window. If he would have just sat still, it would have been easier, but it hit him in both hands. He popped it up, and it was intercepted by the same guy both times. So that's Mullins. Now, I will say this. Mullins played great, and the thing that he does that is just incredible is third downs. I want to start calling this guy Nick Third Down Mullins. We go 8 for 13 on third downs, and the two two of the third downs that we didn't get were not because of him. They were one yard short, and both of them could have been gotten by uh, Dante Pettis. He, Dante Pettis had a bad game. He didn't have any drops, which was great, but he did not do anything with the ball once it got to him. you got to be able to break at least one tackle a game, man. And we we kept throwing him the ball over and over again. He had six targets, four catches for 12 yards. He did not do anything to better his situation or to make anybody miss tackles. I'm a huge Dante Pettis fan. So, you know, take that for what you will. Offensive line, holy cow. The offensive line is just – they're insane how good they are. We should not only be in contention for every game, we should be winning games based on this offensive line. Zero sacks allowed just played unreal and a lot of that is on nick mullins too because whenever pressure is coming and blitzes are coming which we had lots of pressures they had lots of blitzes he's just such a quick decision maker again go back in the time of kyle shanahan's time here we have never had a quarterback not get sacked in a game going back from the very first game brian hoyer through jimmy garoppolo through cj Beathard through all those guys Every one of them has taken at least one sack in every game. Here we are with back-to-back games with Nick Mullins. Zero sacks in either game. That is a quarterback just understanding, pocket awareness, pocket presence. So off the charts there. Uh, We should have won this game. (laughs) We did plenty to win this game. Again, 8 for 13 on third down is unreal. As far as total yards, we outgained them by 100 yards. We had 374 total yards to their 277. Um we were great we averaged 4.3 yards per rush uh, no issues there we controlled time of possession we should have won this game it's just Robert and that prevent crappy defense that just base simple defense kills us and that, it's not the way that you win games so moving forward our schedule is going to get a lot harder that <laughs> we passed the the easy part of our schedule and that's what it is you know um, so we have a bye week then we get a comeback and we play at Tampa Bay. That one's all right. Then at Seattle at home versus Broncos at home versus Seattle at home versus bears. And then we conclude with at Los Angeles Rams, uh, new year's the day before new year's Eve. So, you know, we don't have much football left, just six games and a bye week So I will be staying with you guys this week. And real quick, just of all you people that are talking about the draft. I love the draft more than anybody. I've, booked my tickets to nashville already got my hotel um i i'm i'm beyond excited about the draft and i'm going to start pumping out a lot more prospect videos and where we sit now you know we are two and seven two and eight and we are picking second overall as of this moment uh the oakland raiders they have that first spot almost locked up they're one and eight now here is something that people do not uh is common misconception let me say that the draft order is not determined in a way that uh standings are for playoffs positioning okay here is how the draft order is set up number one is strength of schedule it does not matter head to head so because we beat Oakland that doesn't mean they pick before us if we have the same record it goes to strength of schedule uh head to head record matters not in whenever it comes to draft it goes strength of schedule one division tiebreakers two conference tiebreakers than four coin flips so if the raiders can somehow find a way to win a game and we lose out and we have the same record we have a much easier schedule than they do we would be picking ahead of them same with the giants uh they beat us that doesn't matter we're both two and uh two and well they we haven't had our bye yet so we are two and eight they will be two and seven but we finish the same record as the giants we will be picking ahead of them Arizona we will be picking ahead of them we have a terrible strength of schedule um it's abysmal basically the only team that will be beating us as far as a weaker strength of schedule is the New York Jets who are sitting at three and seven right now but um you know us getting to three wins I think we will you know if I if I'm picking our schedule out the rest of the way I think we get to four wins. But that could be pretty optimistic with the way that we have continued to play. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, MVPs, Richard Sherman, Matt Breida, they just played great. Our draft order as of now, we are picking second in the draft. And again, it really only matters the Giants. (laughs) Sorry, the Giants don't really matter if we're picking in front of them or behind them. They will go quarterback. It's the Raiders. That's the Nick Bosa uh, we, whoever could get the best pass rusher, Nick Bosa is the guy. I've broken down four-game film already on that guy. He is unreal. He will be the number one overall player on my big board. Uh, anything short of a miracle. I haven't broke down everybody yet, but I already have one of the highest grades I've had on a pass rusher. Um, he edged out Miles Garrett for me. So um, at least that's pre-combined. So that's just based purely off of film. So take that for what you want. Uh, but stay strong, faithful. I will be bringing some more film breakdowns on my twitter feed at jl underscore chapman go retweet that frank gore thing if you have it and stay strong faithful
1: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app